welcome to those who are here for the first time uh, and welcome to those who have come back for yet another session in our series which is proving to be really, really popular. Um, and I'll just briefly introduce who we are and how this came about and what, what we're trying to achieve with the series. So, uh, my name is Jacqueline Stevenson and I'm one of the co-conveners of the SRHE Access and Widening Participation Network. The other convener is Penny Jane Burke, who's now partly Roehampton University and partly uh, Newcastle University in Australia and she's on her Australian bit at the moment, so hence not here. So we said we'd let her off as she's in Australia. <laughs> and I'm Annette Hayton, I'm Head of Widening Participation at the University of Bath, and I convene the Widening Participation and Access Network for you all, the University's Association of Lifelong Learning. Um, coming from slightly different perspectives, we were both, uh, well all three of us, very keen to support the increase in evaluation and research around widening participation, uh, but coming from a theory practice, because um, obviously my job is largely about practice laying on interventions, and um, but I'm very keen to make sure that they're properly evaluated. Yeah, and um, and um, really just thinking about how we how we sort of theorise and research some of the issues around access and widening participation. We're keen to not split practice away from that work because otherwise those things happen in isolation. So we're really keen in these events to make sure we bring lots of different sorts of people together to have those conversations. And it, this particular theme around employability is really interesting because the first session that I was involved in through SRHA was a session that Annette and Penny put together around um, the ethics of widening participation. Mm -hmm. And I came at that presentation that I did there from some of my work around the concept of the ethical university, but also thinking about how the significance of what happens to people when we support them into higher education, if we cease to support people as they move out of higher education. So our sort of thinking around the whole of the student life cycle has really been in, in both our ways of thinking and practicing. Yeah. And both of us have been involved in practice and in research and in evaluation. So we do span those sorts of the sorts of divides that we're talking about here. So And from a, a personal point of view in widening participation practice, over the last fifteen years there have been so many attempts at evaluating the impact of widening participation which haven't really worked out. And um, I would dearly love to see the next stage that we go forward being more effective than it's been in the past. We've got Hefke coming next time um, for the July the 6th event, talking about their framework. So I hope as many of you will be there as possible to make sure that they get it right. And uh, similarly, we're in discussions with Offer, but we've also got to make sure that we do our bit at an institutional level um, to add to the evidence. Thank you very much. So, so that's that's our interest really. Uh, we both feel very passionately about widening participation, not being just the starting point, but one of the points at the beginning, right through to the um, ongoing life cycle of the student. Hence, coming into today's session. So, uh, we're going to have two speakers in the morning, but we will have a comfort break. I always like a comfort break because by that point, I'll have two cups of coffee and will leave it myself. So, I will host that comfort break for everybody. But in the meantime, this this entrance will get blocked, but just go out that one if you need to pop out and get some more coffee or water or anything else. As Rob said, 
it is a bit of a balance between heat and light and noise and everything else in this room so we'll we'll keep going with the aircon on but if it does get that it's a bit unbearable we'll turn it off and then we'll watch you sweat and then we'll put it back on again later um, at the end of the day really we, we do appreciate people giving us some feedback so there is an evaluation form in your pack um, and one of the things that we want to do on the very last session in July is to try and bring together some of the critical conversations that we've had in thinking about how, how do these sorts of conversations help us to continue to evaluate our practice and what should we be doing. So we'll be bringing that together, um, the three of us, at the end of the day on the very last session and I hope that we will also be able to influence some of Hefke's way of thinking about a national <coughs> framework as well. We are hoping that we will put together a set of collected chapters book um, on the series and we're already starting to think about our next joint collaboration because we feel it's worked really well. So we're starting to have some thinking about the idea of the local and the micro in terms of widening participation but it's a work in progress at the moment but we'll keep you informed. But having said that, for the Access and Widening Participation Network here at SRHE, as I say each time, we're always really keen to hear from people who feel that there's an area of interest or concern that it would be helpful to explore in this sort of environment. So if you have got any ideas, if you contact either Penny or myself, our contact details are on the SRHE website and we'll, we'll look forward to hosting some of those one-off ones as well as we've done this year with ones around LGBTQ and so on. Um, so that's it from me. I think I've said everything I need to. So I'm going to hand over to uh, Dr Nicola Ingram, who has managed to find our building at last, which was uh, uh, well done to you for doing that. Once you know where it is, it's really easy, but the first time it's not always.